We don't pretend to have all the answers. We're simply trying to have an honest look at the world to get you to prepare and to better be informed with what's going on in the world. Please spread this message to all your friends and family as it's human intelligence that is trying to get snuffed out in this world. They want you quiet, they want you compliant and decadent. The elite organizations have deemed you useless. Are you going to get involved? Are you going to cower in fear and wait for your time? There's one thing that's guaranteed for every living specimen on this planet, and that is our time is limited on this earth. We have a chance right now to assert our will into the future, but we can't do that on the sidelines. It's time to step into the arena and interface with our destiny. I'm Joshua Michael, and you're listening to Non-Compliant America. It's better to die on your feet than live on your knees. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. Welcome folks, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America here in FEMA Region 10. And boy, are things heating up right before the election. Things are getting really serious. Uh, we have a very, very special guest today. Uh, we're very honored to have him getting in, talking about a lot of the medical overreach and the medical institutions, ways you can fight back, ways you can combat. Um, he's doing some phenomenal work with people that uh, that been vaccinated, that have had a lot of the exposure to the COVID nonsense. Um, and he's just one of the ground fighters out there, the warriors. Uh, that's definitely going to be going back into the history books. And it's things that our grandparents and great-grandparents and grandkids are all going to be talking about with the work that folks like him and doctors like him that they're fighting back. They're not sitting down. They're not standing by. They're not going to things. But more importantly, we're getting into a parallel constructed scenario where the whole medical industry is having a, a giant fork. Now you have the bureaucracies and the big pharma and all those major institutions trying to do a power grab, but you have individuals like this guest that I'm just about to introduce uh, really taking the reins and fighting back, getting back in touch uh, with the grassroots and the fundamentals of what being a health practitioner means and how important it is. So without further ado, uh, we have Dr. Ely, uh, the one and only, uh, one of the best representatives, greater representatives in the community for the medical industry, uh, out representing Oregon, talking to people all over the world, helping combat against the COVID narrative and the nonsense that's going on. And as you know, um, with the CDC making this overreach, getting ready to try to force vaccinate kids and all the uh, put it into the immunization schedule, they're trying to add COVID-19. Now, the FDA, or excuse me, the CDC has got a 15 to zero. They just voted it on Thursday. And it's crazy. But uh, Dr. Ely, hmm. all the great work that you're doing, everything, you're just right in the mix of it. You're right in the heart. I know that you're practicing getting into, you know, the recovery process and kind of educating people on ways that 
you can combat and things that seem to be working. But again, this mystery bioweapon that's been injected into all these people and spreading out everywhere, uh, we, we still don't quite know what it is. It's just, it's just a massive experiment. You have Pfizer representative admitting that it's definitely an experiment. Um, and they didn't even know what the outcome was and everything else. So what kind of things are you getting into? First of all, welcome to the show. We really appreciate you being here and taking the time. I know you're uh, burning the candle at both ends, like we were talking about earlier. Um, mm-hmm. What what could you say to my audience? First, tell them, let's give a, a, a kind of a summary with what you've been working on and what kind of great work that you see out there. Well, you know, first of all, Joshua, thanks for having me. I mean, this is uh, fantastic. It's always a, a pleasure to, to speak with folks who are helping to get the the truth out there. You know, um, th- they censor us, but all they did was create more of us, you know, and it's it's great to work with folks like you. So thank you for everything you're doing. And thank you for everybody who's listening in and, and staying informed on I, what I think is the most important topic in human history um, at this point. We're talking about... Uh, one group that is, in my opinion, um, attempting to murder for profit, um, that, you know, they are setting the stage for genetic modifications of uh, every age range all around the world and unleashing um, the gates of genetic hell um, upon our own genome um, in the process. Um, I think when we get into a, an issue like this, it's important to have a mission. You know, and so I have three missions that I focus on every day. Uh, one, to help people who are hurt by the shots and hurt by the infections. I've been doing that since 2020 um, on a volunteer basis, uh, still do it. Um, number two is to hold people accountable for these these crimes. You know, you don't get it. You don't get to commit criminal data fraud and willful misconduct and malfeasance and false statements and the and even worse that we are we are concerned maybe underlying there things as far as treason, you know, um, uh, down there. Like we have to make sure people are not above the law. It doesn't matter how much money you have in your account or what how many times you've been on, you know, CNN. You, if you broke the law, are going to be held accountable. That's what our country is about. Uh, and the third thing is, and I think this is the is right there with the first two. I shouldn't say any one is more important than the other, but um, to make sure this never happens again. This has been, without a doubt, the worst, most joyless time in you know in in my lifetime. And um, I know that's even worse for so many people out there who suffered, who've lost loved ones, who lived in fear. I mean, how many of our, our seniors lived in fear and didn't even go outside because they thought if they walked outside, they were going to die. You know, they put on a mask and felt like they were being protected and the mask wasn't doing anything at all for them except to prevent them from being able to breathe. Um, how many people were in nursing homes? Our seniors were in mer- nursing homes and didn't get the care that they um, paid for and deserved and died as a result of that, but were called COVID deaths. How many people, how many kids committed suicide um, because they were in complete despair after being locked down and forcibly separated. I mean, we had situations where they were actively, um, I saw pictures of of wood being put into basketball hoops so kids couldn't go out to the park and play and taping off entire playgrounds and things like that just to make sure that people were afraid and compliant. 
Um, and, you know, I think when you you live through that kind of time period, you know, if somebody had told you that was possible before it occurred, you'd say, no, that's not possible. People wouldn't go for that. But then having lived through it, you realize that you can get a lot done with fear tactics, which is a little disconcerting. So what we're what we're doing is focusing on those three fronts. And on the first one, um, I just did, gave a lecture in, uh, at a Sedona conference. Um, really privileged to do so on fasting, autophagocytosis, and DNA repair. Um, there's a lot going out there right now. Uh, a lot of doctors are saying that these um, genetic modifications for people who've got, been modified by the shots are permanent. Uh, I respectfully disagree uh, with that. Uh, I think the body is designed to heal and the peer-reviewed literature supports that. It's just, what do we have to do to help the body engage those deeper healing aspects of what's going on in the cell? That's what I'm teaching about a lot now. And we actually have some cases that have resolved um, based upon the work that we've done. So we're, I think, a little further along than some groups out there. And I hope there are other groups that will pick up and attempt to try to replicate our work and continue to collaborate and share information. We all have to we have to be in the business of doing what's right right now. And that's not an ego driven thing on the, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, well, and that's just, it is, you know, not only is it important to address a lot of the health concerns and the physical health aspects, but there's also a mental health uh, attachment. I think that you're kind of uh, getting into that with, mm -hmm. uh, with the effects of what has happened over these past couple of years, just the mental, the mental strain in itself you know, if you have a newborn baby, a newborn child that you don't engage with and you isolate it, it will die. If, yes. you, if you have that lack of uh, engagement and that isolation that's happening, that's also creating a whole nother wave of, uh, you know, potential diseases and things that are happening from that. So it, it's it's just a quadruple whammy um, that's being embarded, embargoed on us. And uh, it, it's it's really great that uh, that you're able to have a voice and be able to uh, address the people out there and say, hey, listen. And and I think the most important thing that you can uh, ensure anybody is to get away from that fear and to grow beyond that fear and to say, hey, we do have a cure. We do have things that are working. Uh, you don't have to be scared. You don't have to live in regret and live in fear for the rest of your life. That in itself, you can break chains and break away and potentially mm -hmm. just feeling good mentally is going to open massive doors physically uh, in this healing process and everything else. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just... No, uh, no, it's your show. You it, can interrupt well, me as much yeah, as you want. Absolutely. But it, but that's just a big thing, uh, you know, and, and you touched on it with saying that it's permanent. And I think that's part of that, that mental... Um, the the mental fear and mental prison that has been put on people from covid is mm -hmm. for them to think and the pr and propaganda that's out there to say that this is permanent and right. and that's and that's great that you disagree with that cuz i disagree too i think people and the human body is phenomenal and is capable of overcoming you know anything it's just it's just phenomenal what the human body can do um, but the best thing that you want to do is think positively and believe in toward those goals and end things. I mean, think about it, you know, 400 years ago, what we didn't have power, we didn't have electricity, running water, cell phones, nothing right. like that. So just what we've evolved into and how we've evolved to think that we've reached the limit is just, uh, it's ignorance. We're, we're always growing and expanding and, and, uh, 
and yeah, the first and most important thing for people to do is just stand up, understand that there are cures, there are avenues, there are resources. There's still really good people out there. And so we don't have to just, uh, just cause we see so much negativity everywhere. We don't have to be, you know, give up on life. And, you know, some people have done suicide and different things like that. We need to reach out to our communities and reach back out to our friends and families, you know, despite what side of the aisle that you're on, it's extremely important. And it does have a health effect with what your social uh, skills and social circles are like. So, you know, what's nice about a couple of things that you said in there, when we talk about sides of the aisle, I think we have to remember that the aisle is what we all walk down to get to those sides. That's right. So we have to remember that the aisle is not something to be afraid of, right? That's that's the same path we all have to go down. And then we make a choice to left or right. I make a choice to say neither on that. I'm independent and I'm, I tell everyone I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm an American, Yep. you know, and that's and I'm very proud of that. I love my country very much. I'm going to fight for it, of course. You know, um, I think you said something early on in there that was really important. There's a anthropo- uh, anthro, um, anthropologist by the name of Ashley Montague. Uh, decades ago, he wrote a book called Touching. And in that book, he alluded to that exact study that, ch- that babies, when they're born, if they are not touched, will die. If the worst thing you can do is isolate and ignore a human being, that's why it's one of the practices used in, um, in prison systems where you will isolate and you put a basically a prisoner in solitary confinement. That's what they did with the lockdowns. And that's why the lockdowns, one of the many reasons why they were so disastrous, because it is against our nature. We are communal people. That's in it's in it built into how we enjoy food. You know, that we food is meant to be a celebratory event where everybody is kind of making it together and music is playing and we're enjoying and talking like this is the way that we when we thrive as human beings. And and this is that incredible community and, and family atmosphere that that makes us feel like everything makes a little bit more sense. Right. Anything that has love in it makes us feel a little bit more about that. So we love um, we love picking fights with bad people to be honest with you. So um, I enjoy it. You know, it ain't easy. It's a lot of work. Yeah, I do burn the candle at both ends. I'm up till two, three in the morning, right? But um, we, um, we're we fighting them on the federal front as well with the grand jury petition. So people can go to beyondthecon.com and check out our work on that front. Um, but folks, I, I got to tell you, this is an event right now where we got to be a part of our own rescue and we have to be willing to stand now stand here stand now that we are going to make sure that the most important thing we do is that we never let hate into our hearts because that's the only way the evil is going to win wow powerful words hey you guys are listening to dr Ely. you're a non-compliant america with 104.3 kslm 12:20 a.m first segment powerful report we're going to dive in a little bit more on the next segment coming out stick with us Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome back, folks. Talking back with uh, Dr. Ely, 
and all the important work that he's doing and hitting all the fronts, you know, dealing with the federal uh, grand jury issue that he has with uh, Senator Thatcher and a couple others. And he's tied in with that, uh, really fighting back against the system and more importantly, the narrative, uh, because you got to understand we aren't just fighting uh, a, a battle of our health and a battle of our wits and anything else. It's, it's really a battle of our minds and the consciousness. More importantly, it's a battle for our children's minds and our children's consciousness and our children's future. The, the thing that's being overlooked, I think the most important thing that's being overlooked right now is the, the, the effect that this has had on our children. Right. We aren't even going to see the things that has happened to our children over these past two years for 10 years or 15 years when they're a teenager or they're a, a young adult or an adult. And they might have a weird, weird quirk about something. And you'd be like, whoa, that was weird. Where'd that come from? And it could potentially stem all the way back from this exact moment, um, because when you isolate, you're going to have massive massive effects. And just like the human body and the human mind, the way that humans are all genetically, we're all kind of the same, but spiritually, we're all kind of a little bit different um, with that. My tyranny dog is going crazy out there. But um, so it's it's so important. And, and this is the really big thing uh, when you're emphasizing love and really talking about the importance of love and touch and feeling and community all of those things is, is, is what separates us from the rest of the, the herd out there in this planet, right? We all breathe the same air. There's 14,000 feet of breathable oxygen. We have a very skim surface of functioning in life and just this beautiful opportunity that we have to live and, and prosper. So in that, um, not sure what he's laughing at, barking out there, but it's, uh, it, it's, it's one of those things that I think in the process of healing, not only is important to get the proper medication and the proper support and nutrition, sleep, everything else, but just that sense of community is almost equally as important in the therapeutics and the open door red carpet that you guys have and, and all of you beautiful doctors that are out there just fighting the good fight and really uh, getting in the forefront and getting in the weeds despite what kind of pressures that are associated with that because we all know and I'm sure you guys don't want to talk about it or like to talk about it but we all endure a certain sense of uh, pressures in our society especially you as yourself I remember you years ago um, with us when there were 14 people in the uh, in the crowd there and you're up there talking about this research and things back when COVID was brand new and just just pioneering these things uh, it, it's just phenomenal, but it really demonstrates a sense of character, but also uh, where your heart truly lies uh, mm -hmm. and how you care about humanity and care about people. And, and doctor, we just absolutely thank all the work that you're doing. We thank you and uh, just for the contribution that you're having to this, mm -hmm. this world. Um, you know, it, it's really the doctors and people like you, like us, like our community, like our listeners that are standing mm -hmm. up. And demonstrating, hey, you can take away everything in our life, but I'm still going to do what's right. Mm -hmm. um, and just those fundamentals. And so thank you for that. But uh, we were talking about this new uh, COVID-19 mandate for kids and kind mm -hmm. of the effects. So uh, it, you've been actively uh, engaged with people that have taken the vaccine. Maybe they have vaccine remorse uh, and you have a whole medical uh, procedure and process for that. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that and the kind of uh, kind of successes and, and things that you're enduring to that? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, first and foremost, we're going to let everybody know that starting on uh, November 1st to every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Pacific, we're going to be hosting now a free um, question and answer clinic for people who are injured by the shots and people who have long COVID. I will be on for one hour. Uh, we'll be discussing at maximum one case a day, but we'll also be taking as many questions as we can, start pointing people in the right directions, directions that we've seen be successful. That's so you go to energetichealthinstitute.org and we'll have an announcement up about that next week. Space is limited. I think it's limited to the first hundred people. So hopefully we fill the room and it's a hard, hard to get into, but we will record them as well. And we'll post them on our new rumble channel so people can have access to this. We have to start helping people that are hurt. There's no doubt about this. We, we can't wait anymore on this. Um, I spent the, the so I, I've spent the last year really working year and a half working with people who've gotten the shot and started having um, moderate to severe adverse events um, as a result of it. We've worked with people who've been um, uh, completely disabled and are, and I still do work with people who are completely disabled and now wheelchair bound and have lost control of their, um, their bladder, their bowels um, on a regular basis, um, number of, of metabolic conditions that we've seen, um, fatty liver all the way through. I mean, we've, we've, we've seen neurologic issues, liver issues, a lot of cardiovascular issues, a lot of blood issues. I mean, this is the first place where it's showing up. The damage from the spike protein is really showing up, um, is in the blood, whether it's red blood cells clumping together or white blood cells being completely immune cells being completely dysregulated. This is where we see it happening first and foremost. Um, and our suspicion is that is going to ultimately result, as I think we're starting to have a conversation on, in a acceleration of cancers in people under 50 years of age. Um, when you when you look at some things, it's important to understand the, the daunting you know, task that's in front of us, but also to take solace that the body is designed to heal. And so our premise right off the bat, and this has always been my premise, I've been teaching natural medicine and, and, and holistic nutrition and things of that nature for over 20 years, 23 years now. Um, and, uh, you know, our premise is that the body's designed to heal. So if we understand that, we have to get down to the cell level. So we just released a course called The Art of Cellular Healing, and it was specifically, it was inspired by people who've been injured for the shot. We get emails every day from all around the world of people in desperate need. So I said, we can't get to everybody, but we can start educating them on how to be part of their own rescue. So we put together a course called The Art of Cellular Healing. Um, you can access it. We'll tell everybody, put in, I am Ehi Amazing. Uh, as a promo code, you'll get $100 off that. It's incredibly cheap. It's a couple thousand dollar class that we're we're releasing for, I think, 199 bucks or wow. something like that. We just want people to get it. And then the money that comes in, Joshua, that money that comes in goes to help us help people who are really hurt but can't afford it. So we're doing everything we can to recycle those, those dollars. I love it. Thanks, Doc. Back in. Stand by. We're just going to real break real quick. Got it.
It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. Welcome back, folks. Joshua Michael, Non-Compliant America. Thank you guys very, very much for listening and tuning in. Our whole goal uh, to be Non-Compliant America, to be Non-Compliant, is simply just to start thinking for yourself, self-educate, and have self-awareness, and, uh, and be able to stand on that uh, and build your own communities. That's what the American individualism is about, and the whole American ideology on being free-thinking, open-thinking, open-community uh, in everything, down to medical, religious, all those freedoms, they're all under attack right now. And so it's important we re-exercise them and, and get educated on that. Now, we're talking with Dr. Ely, one of the uh, frontline doctors that uh, is on the front lines with all this medical uh, nonsense going around with COVID and he's healing, but he's got some very key points um, for self-help, self-education, because as he was talking about earlier, there's no way for us to, you, you're not going to be able to see, not everybody is going to be able to reach out to every single doctor out there and get help. It's all about us taking control of our lives again, uh, reinstituting our health and uh, healthy practices. Um, but he's putting a lot of information out there, and I'm going to put it all on my podcast. You'll be able to get it at noncompliantamerica.com. All the links, everything. Now, doctor, I want you to have as much time. Uh, this about we got about 11 minutes on this segment. Uh, really lay out kind of the self-education, the self-help, uh, really give an opportunity for people to, uh, to know some of the things that we can do. Maybe they're having some symptoms and, uh, you know, a lot of common questions and things that, you know, you might have and be, uh, be engaged with. So I'm going to give you the floor and just go ahead and uh, lay out whatever you need to. <laughs> just let it rip. All right. Well, Hey, first of all, um, let's give everybody where resources. Number one, we just, we did record the entire presentation that I just gave on this, um, in Sedona. So, uh, you Josh, you got the link, you can share that with your audience. So everybody can watch the full length on that. Um, we also have the follow-up course for people who are ready to take that next step and start actually being a part of their own rescue. It's called the art of cellular healing. And Josh, you got the link for that. You can share that with your audience too. So you have resources. Don't feel like you have to remember everything I'm about to say right now. Just understand the big picture. The big picture here is very simple. Hunger is healing. That when you are hungry, what's happening is at your cellular level, your body is entering into a, a state called autophagocytosis. Let's say that again, autophagocytosis. And what it means is that your body is literally translated as self-eating. What's happening in the cell is that the cell is encapsulating things that shouldn't be in the cell in a fat bubble okay now that fat bubble will then merge with digestive enzymes that are already in the cell and when those two things merge the digestive enzymes break down the stuff that shouldn't be in the cell 
when it breaks it down, it breaks it down to the smallest components like amino acids, things like that. The things that can be recycled and reused, the cell reuses the things that it can't, it poops them out. So if you, for example, have been infected by SARS-CoV-2 and your cells are, have been infected and now they're starting to produce spike protein and other copies of the virus, then autophagocytosis will encapsulate those, those reproduced viruses and target them for breakdown. Now, here's a couple of little caveats here. Number one, this is an energy-dependent process. So your body needs to be able to make energy to do this. So there are nutrients involved that are essential for that, and that's something we talk about in the lecture. The second thing is that if you are on a proton pump inhibitor, it will neutralize the acids, the stomach enzymes, excuse me, I shouldn't say stomach enzymes, but the enzymes within the cell that are used to break down the stuff that shouldn't be in there. So proton pump inhibitors and even statin drugs can get in the way of this process. Third, what really gets in the way of this process is overeating. And this is the big thing. It's not so much about volume, even though that is a big deal. It's about frequency of eating. And what we find is that people are typically putting calories in their body from the moment they wake until the moment that they go to sleep. So there's not enough time for the body to get into a state of hunger to even engage this process. So again, what's the message? Hunger is healing. You have to allow your body to be hungry every day to engage this very advanced aspect of healing called autophagocytosis at the cell level. You have to be hungry. Hunger is the sign that it's actually engaging. So for those of you out there that maybe enjoy a little bit of cannabis, for example, we call it the munchies, right? Cannabis is the only known botanical medicine that can engage autophagocytosis. That's what the munchies are. But if you take some cannabis, hopefully edibilized, because smoking is not medicinal. I will say that to you again. Smoking is not medicinal. Okay. <laughs> if you are taking cannabis and you get the munchies, the key, if you want that flower, that beautiful gift of botanical medicine that cannabis is to work, that means when you get the munchies, your job is to not eat. Because when you, as soon as you eat, you turn off autophagocytosis, you turn off the cellular healing. So the same thing is true of when you're fasting. If you're doing intermittent fasting for, say, Joshua, this has now become a very incredible topic for people. A lot of people are getting into this and saying, you know what, I'm only going to eat in an eight-hour window every day. I'm going to have 16 consecutive hours of not eating. This is something we cover in an eight-part series that I've been doing with Malcolm Out Loud on the American Out Loud platform. It's all free. When you talk about intermittent fasting and you go 16 consecutive hours, you may get anywhere from two to four, maybe even as much as six hours of some beginning level autophagocytosis, some beginning level healing. What you don't get though, unfortunately, with just doing intermittent fasting, Joshua, is DNA repair. Mm. DNA repair, which is essential for people who have been genetically modified, isn't going to really occur until you get into the 48 to 54 hours of consecutive zero calories. So we have to do a prolonged, what we term clinical fast for that, at least three days in length. Now, here's the good news for everyone. We have, at least, we have several cases, but there's one that I highlighted in this video of a patient I worked with, sweetheart, 
who was very scared after getting the shot. She felt like she was dying. She was watching her body break down. She had gotten so bad. She was seeing she what was happening to her was the same thing we've seen for a lot of people. Progressive loss of leg function. She reported she was having trouble even getting up and down the stairs at a certain point. Now, this is a very robust woman, uh, strength trainer, uh, everything, right? So for her to get the shot and then start losing function, muscular function, motor, motor control is very terrifying as it would be for anybody. We put her on a very rudimentary early form of what we're teaching now, where we had her doing nutrients for 11 straight days with some detoxification aspects in there as well. And then we put her on a three-day fast. So for over 14 days, she's doing 11 days of nutrients, three days of, of water fasting, and then repeating that cycle. After three cycles, she started feeling way better. Really, she started feeling better by about the first fasting period. But by the end, she started feeling like, yes, I'm starting to able hold to hold some of these changes. So theoretically, what's happening at that point? She's becoming unmodified genetically. Yeah. Her body is getting into DNA repair and getting rid of the uploaded code into her into her nucleus, into her DNA. We did some additional uh, cleansing with her, and now I'm happy to report it's been more than a year, and it's been more than, uh, what are we at, 15 or 16 months now since we really were working together. She's been able to maintain all of the gains that she got from this process. So we took the things we learned at this process and started applying it to more severely injured people. And the first thing that we learned was that they are in such a bad shape, the people who are severely injured by the shots, that we can't rush this into an 11-day, three-day kind of thing. It was too, it's too much for them. That the first therapeutic goal has to be stabilizing their decline. These people are declining so rapidly that you've got to stalemate that decline before you can get into the next phase. So what we did was we developed a paradigm for how to approach this that all practitioners out there can follow. It's three stages. The first stage is called rejuvenation. Rejuvenation is a straight focus on getting the cells producing energy. It's super simple. It's something I've been teaching about for 23 years. Just get the cells producing energy and the energy they produce starts to stabilize the system. When that's occurred, and that might take 28 days or more, but once that's occurred, then we move to stage two. Stage two is we focus only on detoxification. And now what that's doing is helping the cell get the things out of there that shouldn't be there in preparation for stage three. Stage three is regeneration. I got you. And regeneration is very simple. Autophagocytosis and DNA repair, prolonged fasting periods. But what we do at each stage is very simple. We prepare the body for the next stage. And then once we've gone through a fasting cycle, we go back and repeat it and do it all over again. And we are constantly focused on giving the body the most optimal cellular environment for healing to occur based upon this premise. Hunger is healing, and your body at the cell level is designed to heal. It's that simple. Wow. Phenomenal information. You're listening to Dr. Ely. We're on Noncompliant America. We got one more segment coming up.
It's better to die on your feet than live on your knee. Broadcasting live, it's Joshua Michael. We're back with uh, Dr. Ely. Phenomenal amount of information, just completely overwhelming. And as and as he talked about, and I was talking about all of these links. Everything's going to be available on my website at noncompliantamerica.com. On the link to this uh, podcast and on this radio show, everything that you need to know uh, about this process and uh, the pathway to healing, the road to healing. Uh, they're doing great work out there, so we definitely want to make it available for you guys. And everything else, so. Doctor, shifting gears just a little bit, uh, I know we were kind of talking about, uh, you know, the pathway and with the uh, with fasting and and how that introduces um, the body into what you call autophagocytosis. If I'm saying mm-hmm. that correctly, I'm by you're no getting means. close. Auto autophagocytosis. There we go, autophagocytosis, which is a huge integral part. Now, uh, there's been a lot of reports in regards to the the coroners all over the world globally uh, reporting a lot of uh, odd what what would be called the spike protein, but just these mass mm-hmm. formations of these these things that they're finding in the blood. Now, when you say that you know the blood has a huge issue. Uh, and all these blood clots and, and different things that are coming out about it, they're finding all these crazy, you know, strangular things in people's blood that have been vaccinated. Could you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah. Um, and, and I would encourage people to listen to, to some of Dr. Peter McCullough's most recent work on this, because I think he's really solving some of this. Dr. Ryan Cole, obviously, as well. Two great Um, resources for that specific topic. But when you understand uh, the role of a red blood cell, a red blood cell, when it's injured, Joshua will rupture. And when it ruptures, it ruptures with the uh, belief or understanding that it needs to plug something up. There's a whole blood's leaking out. We got to stop this. So when it ruptures, it turns into basically a fisherman's net. And when it turns into a fisherman's net, it's made of fibrin threads and those fibrin threads start collecting platelets and other blood elements. And that's what starts plugging up the hole so that cells can then repair and fill in that hole. And then everything, then enzymes will break down that that blood clot, so to speak, that little small clot, right? Yeah. Well, if we have spike protein circulating in the bloodstream because a person is incessantly producing spike protein because they've been genetically modified, What that lends itself to is that a person is constantly going to be damaging red blood cells. And if red blood cells start to get damaged over and over again, especially over a period of time, and it becomes a chronic experience inside of the blood vessel, what's going to happen is red blood cells rupture. They form the little fishermen's nets. They start catching everything, but now they start aggregating and these little clots, these little micro clots become one big clot. Yeah. When you factor in spike protein on top of that, and that spike protein, it it creates a sticky kind of red blood cell where red blood cells are getting uh, stuck together. You know, what that now leads to is the formation of these longer fibrin based clots. And then, you know, you start talking to people about the damage of the under of the endothelial lining of the blood vessel and how underneath there's a little bit thicker connective tissue and how some of those proteins can leak into that mixture as well. 
and what we're suspecting, and Ryan Cole would definitely be the, the authority on this, um, but what we're suspecting is that combination of all of those factors is what's leading to the blood clots. But what's the what's the cause? Spike protein. And in this case, what's the cause? Incessant production of spike protein mm-hmm. because people have been genetically modified. More importantly, they potentially aren't eating healthy and doing some of these things like fasting that can help benefit from that. Ex- so. Exactly. So really, it's 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 kind of a glutton of everything, overindulgence of everything. And the fact is, is, you know, that it's once people start getting healthy, then they'll start understanding that they can take control of their life and, and everything else. So the other thing that I want to talk about is some other work that you've been doing. Um, and this is on the America Out Loud uh, website talking about the 15 CDC members because as we mm-hmm. spoke earlier uh, and, I, and I really want to hit this home because this this you got to understand when you're watching things on the news and you're seeing you know Anthony Fauci or whomever on the news talking about these things a lot of what they're saying is yes it, it's it's more just meant to stir you up and mm-hmm. to distract you from what potentially is the root of the issue. And you point out in this, and this link will also be on my site, uh, about the the 15 people that actually voted to experiment Mm -hmm. on your children and you have them posted. So it's it's important and and I commend you for this because this is the kind of activism that I like is things that are actually going to be effective. For example, when OSHA was overstepping on their mm-hmm. uh, regulations in Oregon, you know, we helped uh, organize going after the guy that actually wrote the fine. Right. Uh, so, so we didn't go after OSHA because they have a big bureaucracy. We went after the enforcers. And right. these are the guys on the ground actually enforcing, sitting in a room and voting on, uh, basically experimenting on your children these are the people. Uh, and you talk about, you break down some of the USC codes uh, that they're violating and, uh, you know, some Pfizer information and stuff. Could you talk a little bit about uh, how people can fight back, say they didn't get the shot uh, and they are healthy and, you know, they just want to be able to contribute and do something to let's put, we need to put some pressure on these guys um, and they're overstepping on our children's lives. I mean, it's our children's future at stake. Um, could you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. You know, I, I'm a big Sun Tzu art of war guy, right? And um, I think there's such tremendous wisdom um, in in what he what he teaches, what he talks about. One of the things that I'm constantly looking at and assessing is strategy and tactics. You know, where are we leaving possible wins on the battlefield here? And I've felt for a long time, and I think I've finally gotten over this is we have to stop blaming alphabet organizations and buildings. We have to start blaming, start exposing the people that are actually making the decisions. So I'm not here to say ASIP voted 15. No, no, ASIP didn't vote 15 to zero. 15 people that live among us voted 15 to zero. 15 people with obvious financial conflicts of interest that get purposely appointed to these positions so it can look like they're actually objectively 
arguing back and forth to find what the right thing is. No, these are all corporate captured people who are heavily involved with the pharmaceutical industry who were put on that committee to make sure that when a vote like this came up, they voted in favor of it, to, but give the appearance that they argued back and forth and that what they ultimately came to as a bunch of independent thinkers was a confirmation that unanimously something that is still definitively in clinical trial. Let me say this to everybody. You've got to get this. These shots are all still in clinical trial. You go to clinicaltrial.gov. You go to the NIH. All of these shots are still in clinical trial in some clinical trials all the way until October of 2028. Children have a 99.998% recovery rate under 18, according to the CDC. And there is no evidence of safety. You see, the burden of proof isn't on us to prove that they harm. The burden of proof is on them to prove that they're safe. Varus gives us incredible warning signs that these are harming our children. We can go to the story of, of Ernesto Ramirez Jr., of Simone Scott, of Maddie DeGarry, and know that they are harming. So these aren't necessary. They're not safe. They're not effective. They don't prevent any infection. We know that I've done all the work on the breakthrough data. And to make matters even worse, they're all still in clinical trial. This is now violation of 45 CFR 46 and violation of basic ethic principles concerning the safe experimentation of, of medical products. And now they've just approved adding these, these 15 people, adding them to the childhood immunization schedule, even though they haven't been FDA approved. And people say, well, Cormirnati is FDA approved. Cormirnati is not in production, number one. We have seen zero vials of it. Number two, Cormirnati was not approved by the FDA. It was conditionally approved in August of 2021. And when you read the letter, it shows that that conditional approval cannot be fully approved until the last clinical trial is completed. And now that is not until October of 2028. And guess what that clinical trial is based upon, Joshua? What's that? The study. So doesn't that sound like some data we would want to have a definitive study concluded on before we even consider approval, let alone adding this to a schedule that's going to affect tens of millions of families? Well, absolutely. And and more importantly, to talk about these 15 people, the other thing to notate, which is really telling, is this is the third wave of people that have stepped down over the past year and a half in the CDC. These are not the end all be all diehard people that have been overseeing this for the past couple, uh, couple years. Um, you know, they, you, you've seen the incremental kind of corruption just take over the CDC and this board uh, to where they originally, they didn't recommend it for any children at all. Then mm -hmm. they recommended it for under 16 then mm -hmm. they recommended it for under five. And then the newest one, they went to six months and over. It, it just, right. but, but there was a large vast of them were stepping down as this was going, as this ask. The better question is, um, is who is behind them asking for them and trying to move and push this agenda further? Uh, it, it's because it, we know the ball doesn't stop with them, right? It's, it's the same thing. If we want to 
if we want to, if we want the society to be run and for the people, by the people, you got to get the corporate money out. You can't have these folks who are appointed into office have two masters. We, the people, are the masters. We're the ones that pay the bills. But they are taking money from us and taking money from their corporate benefactors. That gives them two masters. And which master you think they're going to listen to more so? The people who have been proven themselves ineffective at holding them accountable or the folks that are making them filthy rich? Yep. They're going to do it. So that's why I said enough of that. We're going to change tactics. No more blaming ASIP. No more blaming the CDC. We're going to go and show Americans how to contact these people who are making decisions that are going to affect your lives and your children's lives. No longer do they get to hide in plain sight. They are appointed to public positions. Then we are going to interact with them professionally, peacefully, and publicly. And that's how it's going to work. That's right. Well, thank you very, very much for joining me today here, Dr. Ely. Uh, We appreciate all your great work and everything else. Uh, Where's a place that somebody could contact you uh, directly or a site that they can go to, to to reach you if they have more information on this? The hub of everything we're doing, go to energetichealthinstitute.org and you can get a bunch of free stuff there as well. We are into giving, giving and giving. If you want to really stay tuned on the grand jury, go to beyondthecon.com. But I do think those are probably the two best places. If you want to listen to my loud, but every weekend, you know, you can go to America Out Loud and check us out there, Energetic Health Radio. But if you just plug into the school site, energetichealthinstitute.org, you get access to all of that. You'll see everything that we're doing and laying out. And we would love to have you. And of course, we'd love to have you come and study with us. Most important. I love it. Dr. Ely, thank you again for all your good work and God bless. God bless you too. Thank you, Joshua. Thanks.